This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Hey, we're glad you're with us this week. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, Brooke, with a March Madness theme to uh, to our Sikkim Podcast this week. Let's talk some Baylor basketball with one of a former Baylor great. Yeah, the one and only King McClure. We have a lot to talk about, and uh, I mean, it's pretty fitting to have him on to talk about uh, NCAA and March Madness as the last time the Baylor Bears were actually able to even play in March Madness, King was on the team leading the effort. King, welcome to you, man. We appreciate you being here with us this week. For sure. Thank you for having me. March Madness, uh, it's a fun time of year, isn't it? I'm I'm sure great memories of uh, playing basketball in March. Yeah, I got a lot of great memories, honestly. Uh, The last one was probably... Nah, probably my, my sophomore year. That was the most memorable. Um, but last the last one was was pretty memorable, but just because we weren't supposed to be there in a sense. So I think that right there made it uh, special. Well, tell us a little bit. I know we're going to dive into what you're doing now, which is obviously very exciting. But uh, before we talk about the current team and the current situation headed up to the the bubble, as everyone's calling it, um, I do want to talk with you a little bit about your history with Baylor Athletics and how you decided to become a Baylor Bear and uh, just kind of go through your career here. So tell us to start off that recruiting process and what about Baylor made you decide that this is where you wanted to play ball? Well, um, that's, that's, a, that's a long story. <laughs> we got time. So, it's a podcast. <laughs> uh, so pretty much, um, you know, growing up, my first offer was to Baylor in the eighth grade. Um, Coach Tang came to my school. I've been knowing Coach Tang since I was 15, 14, 15, 14, I'm 24. I don't know, it's like 10 years uh, almost. So, of course, Tang's the first offer. Uh, I kind of knew in a sense, I had the sense in the back of my mind that I always wanted to go to Baylor because it was the first visit I ever took. Uh, but I never would ever like verbalize that. It was just internal. So as time went by, um, I had a lot of offers. Uh, my, my final schools came down to Baylor, Kansas, North Carolina, you saw and um, I almost was a Tar Heel because that was my dream school growing up I just love everything about UNC um, but they came in kind of late to the picture because uh, I committed to Baylor in my junior year and they came in I actually called me the week before Hubert Davis the assistant he said we're coming down to see uh, King next week and if we like him we're going to offer him same thing with Jeff Cable at Duke they both called on the same day 
still gonna offer them. But I feel like that was just a little bit too late. Like all these other schools have been been on me since my freshman year. So had they offered me, I would be a Tar Heel. I really wouldn't even be having this conversation. Cause I just, <laughs> oh my <right>. goodness. <laughs> I love UNC. Um, so I committed. Um, Coach Drew, Coach Tang was at my school every single week. Coach Drew was at my school every single week. I thought that was huge for me. I mean, it was just a family atmosphere, uh, the Christianity, and you know, my family and I are super big in, into that. Um, the proximity to the house was huge. It's only like 55 miles from my crib uh, right now. And my family get to come, get, they got to come to every single game. So that was huge for me because I'm big on family. Um, and the academics, the academics were second to none. They're pretty good as uh, the private school. And I, I don't want to go somewhere too big. I don't think I could have made it like a party school, like a UT or a Texas Tech or something like that. So good thing I chose Baylor because I mean it was parties, but it really wasn't nothing too crazy. So I think those reasons were the the primary reasons why I decided to come to Baylor. But I played four years, I loved it, had a great career, uh, and led me to success. Honestly, you had great success when you were here. You were part of some really good teams too. Uh, there was an event earlier this week. You were a part of a panel of former Baylor greats, and you guys were kind of reminiscing about the, the history of Baylor basketball during your time and Coach Drew's success here. Uh, that was fun to hear you guys talk about it and just the the culture uh, that Coach Drew has instilled in everybody here. Yeah, no, that was a, a pleasure to be on. You know, when you look at Baylor greats, you know, you, they put you in that category. It's kind of special. I mean, just because Baylor means so much to you and so much to me. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty cool just to be on there with guys like Tweety Carter, uh, Terry Black, David Wesley, Quincy AC, like dudes who actually like really, really made a name for themselves and to hear yourself in the same category. That's an honor, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Well done. Uh, can you imagine you, you uh, or, or tell everybody about the, uh, health issues that you went through, your heart issues when you were here and how David Chandler and, and Coach Drew and Coach Tang and everybody really helped you through that. Yeah, so my, my first week here, um, we we got tested uh, for echocardiograms and EKGs. And mine came back abnormal uh, because after what happened to Isaiah, they wanted to ensure that it never happened again. So they just test you off, off rip uh, to make sure like there's not a situation where you go through a draft process and um, you figure out the hard way. So mine came back abnormal. Uh, no no doctors really knew what was going on. So they have to ship it to three different uh, hospitals across the country in order to get an answer. And we finally got the answer. It was hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which means the walls of your heart get thicker when you do physical activity, which can lead to sudden cardiac arrest. Or uh, it also makes it harder for your the blood to pump to, to, pump to your lungs. Um, so in a... Short, long story, but make a long story short. That was, uh, <laughs> so pretty much I got a defibrillator as a safety net to ensure that if anything were to happen to me, I'd be okay. And I did that. And just throughout the whole process, uh, the coaches, you know, because Coach Drew was probably, he was a leading force for this because he told me he wanted me to play for him. And I didn't get cleared at first. So he kept going to doc a doctor. I kept going to one doctor to the next doctor to make sure that I could get a yes, because Coach Drew just wouldn't take a no. He was that persistent. Uh, and David Chandler was huge too. I mean, just his ability to be there for me every single step of the way, um, just love up on me and really just keep me encouraged. And my parents, just, there's so many great people around the Baylor staff and 
to build a program, all the coaches, just their ability to really just uplift my spirit when I was going through one of the hardest times of my life. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be here without them. There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Alan Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Alan Samuels Start Something New Sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram, for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. You weren't shy to talk about, you know, your dream of being in the NBA and then talking about how that dream kind of had to switch a little bit once you got the news of your heart condition. Um, would you say that you're pretty pleased with what you're doing with right now? This is a pretty good gig you got, youngest college basketball analyst ever hired by ESPN. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a blessing. I mean, you always have, you know, that 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 hope, that that dream that you could play in the NBA. And when I first got the news, it was hard. Like it, it was heartbreaking uh, that I had no chance. Um so that that really that really broke my heart and I had to just get to a place to realize who I really was and realize that I'm I'm bigger than just a basketball player. I'm more than just an athlete. There's, there's more to me. And I feel like so many guys get in my shoes, get in my situation to where they the ball stops uh, bouncing or whatever you do, whatever sport you play, and they just get lost. They don't really know. I think there's like two ways you can respond. You can either uh, make the most out of it or you can sulk and continue to let life pass you by. And I feel like I, I made the most out of it. I took the connections that I built and you know, God was able to bless me with this opportunity. You're right. It's a, it's a great gig. I mean, I love it. But it, it was a blessing. And I, honestly, I don't, I don't even know how, how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of guys in your position, they, you know, whenever they finish playing, they think, all right, I'm going to step right in and start doing, I'm going to go to work for ESPN, you know, the next day. But you, uh, you put the work in. I mean, you you prepared to ha- be in a good position to get the job that you have now. Yeah, Jay, mom, I mean, you probably know better than anybody. Um, when they, when I first called, David Steisler, he told me to put together a reel. I didn't have one. So I had to call J-Mo, I had to call Coach Drew, Justin, and we had to put together like a makeshift reel. Uh, J-Mo asked me a question, like a pregame question, and we were just talking on, on camera. And then after that, they, I guess they liked it. So then they told me to come down for an audition. I've never called a game before. So <laughs> J-Mo and I just sat there and practiced. I mean, we, we practiced about three or four times. Just calling mock games. Um, I mean, I think that was like huge for me. Just somebody like J Mo, who's like the voice of the Bears, take the time out their day to just help me and really like help me live out my dream, help me fulfill my dream. And you know, credit to you, J Mo. J Mo, Coach Drew, DK, we all the first people to ever believe in me and believe I could do this and get here. 
So y'all are a huge part of this. And that's why I said anything for J-Mo. I mean, it's like certain people in your life, but like if they hit you up and like they, they ever need something, like you always like be able to answer and you got their back for sure. J-Mo's one of those people. I mean, J-Mo, DC, DK, Coach Drew, right? those people, they're always good with me for sure. I love that. I've also heard, well, we're very lucky that you answered the call for JMO so we can have you on the podcast. Uh, but I also heard that um, when you were practicing calling those games that you also requested uh, to get some people behind the scenes from Baylor Vision to talk in your ear, to purposely, you know, distract you and to practice that. Um, you know, what's the trend? That's a lot of things that people don't think about whenever you guys are calling a game is that there are people talking in your ear, giving you notes and feedback and things of that nature uh, from the production crew. So how has that development gone? You know, you, we talked about the growth of you as an athlete. How about as a, a you know, an analyst, how, how do you feel it's going now? It's going great right now. Um, at first, I'm not even going to lie to you. The first time I ever did that and never heard that I stopped. <laughs> it's weird. It's super weird. I, yeah. I stopped. I'm like, Wait, hold on. What'd you say? That's right. But over time, it's just like anything, right? The more you practice it, the more you do it, you get better at it. Like now I'm a pro at it. Now I'm like on camera or I'm on air and they're at eight, nine. And now I'm starting to get like super creative with it and just like be able to put my own flavor or own spin on it. And I'm getting to a, like the point where I'm really starting to get become like a pro. Like when I get to one, I'm I've said everything I need to say, and boom, I'm out. <laughs> Uh, even when I was in studio last year, um, when you're in studio and you're like on behind the desk, uh, they give you a certain amount of time to talk before they get to the next point, before they transition to the next point. So I was with John Crispin and if you know anything about John Crispin, he likes to talk. And he gave me the rookie treatment because it was my first time. <laughs> so he, would, he would take all the questions and throw it to me. So as soon as he threw it to me, the person, the producer was like five, four. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. So then I had to talk to Kevin Connors and like, hey, ask me if you want to ask me a question, you want to get my feedback, ask me directly. Yeah. Then King. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because <laughs> John talks too much. <laughs> and I thought <laughs> I was John talks way too much. So they, they started doing that and it was easier. Um, but I, I'm really starting to get get better. I mean, even to the point to where they gave me an IT game. There's only four analysts um doing the NIT and this Batola. Fran um, and Corey Alexander and myself. Right. I only have one of them, but like just to be in the same category, to be in the same tournament as those three guys, um, it's honestly an honor. So I'm I'm super excited uh, about that. Well, we're proud of you. You know that, and uh, it's been fun to see your development. And uh, you know, just to see you when you're on the air doing games is great, or in the studio doing games. So we're really proud of you. And you didn't, you know, one thing I'd say to people is you you got a great voice, and I'm sure people have told you all along, oh man, you got a voice, you got to be in broadcasting. But you didn't just rely on your great voice. You did the work to be prepared to do the game. So kudos to you on, on your work ethic and doing the work to get to where you are. Uh, thank you. I mean, even now, it's still a lot of work that I'm doing. I'm constantly sending emails, uh, trying to pitch myself to do different things. I mean, as a result, I've I was able to get like four or five extra TV shows this year. Uh, I have one on Friday I'm doing. It's like a bubble bonanza show. Basically, we're just going to watch college games and or the tournament games to react um, live. Um, just I've, I've been able to give myself a lot of opportunities. I'm trying to get myself on Sports Center right now. 
Um, I did a piece with Baylor, like a game day piece. It was supposed to air last Saturday. Yeah. But Baylor, have Baylor ah. won? <laughs> That's right. I was so excited for that, but Baylor lost, so they were like, "It's no point of us showing it." Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, it can show on Sports Center. I've been in contact with with the Sports Center people, so hopefully, it can show on Sports Center this week before they play. Um, but I've just been able to just put in the work, like you said, just grind and constantly push myself and try to get myself on different platforms. Well, fingers crossed we get to see that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just going back to what you said previously, you, you talked about, you know, kind of adding your own flair to things now, um, you know, in preparation of this, just going through your Twitter, um, I noticed your uh, bio, no tie. And you got some, you got some, your own flair there, never rocking a tie, always in style. Um, I just want to real quick before we move on, um, you know, what kind of went into that decision and how have you kind of owned that as your brand? Um, so, I mean, just, just me being me, like I've always been in the style, been in the fashion. Um, and, and I, when they hired me, I told them like, Hey, I'm wearing a tie on this interview, but after this, you'll if you hire me, you'll probably never see one. <laughs> I'm just not a big suit and tie guy. And they were like, okay, I mean, that's you. Like, you just be yourself. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I've taken a, a little heat about some of my outfits. Um, like, even when I did the Baylor game, I pulled up in, like, a flannel. And everybody was like, whoa. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it out. <laughs> um, I've taken a few, taken a little heat from some of my colleagues about it. Um, but I've also gotten a lot of compliments. I mean, the other day, Dallin Cuff was on air and he was rocking something similar with no tie in the studio. They said something to him like, Hey, uh, I see you trying to be super casual. And then the guy, Dallin was like, yeah, if I got to compete with King McClure to be the best. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Like a lot of people, some people like it, some people don't, but I just think it's one of those things to where, you know, it's a sporting event. It's a, it's a game. Like who said, you have to wear a suit and tie. Like, yeah, it's like the norm, but who said you can't be different? And I think that's just something I've embraced. I mean, I'm, my age is different. So I'm, everything that comes with my age, I feel like that's just one of those things. Visiting with King McClure on this week's Sikkim podcast. We talked to King about this year's Baylor team headed into the NCAA tournament. We'll have that when we come back. Stay with us. You're tuned in to the Sikkim podcast. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big Tex tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big Tex trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. 
say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. Back with us on this week's Sikkim Podcast, a March Madness version of the Sikkim Podcast with King McClure, former Baylor standout, Baylor uh, basketball this year, a number one seed for the first time in school history. They are headed into the uh, tournament in Indianapolis opening round game on Friday against 16th seed Hartford. And King, uh, be interested in your thoughts. You've seen Baylor. I mean, you're very close to the program still, and you've seen this year's Baylor team. Uh, what What is it about this team that sort of sets them apart from, I mean, you, you are part of some really good teams. There have been really good teams in the past. What is it about this one? I think this team, they just enjoy each other. They enjoy playing together. Like you can tell, like, the whole joy mantra that the team uses on every picture, every social media post, I feel like it's real. Like, it's not just something for people's sake. It's not just cap, in a sense. Uh, it, it's real. They they really mean it. I mean, they they love each other, and you can tell when, when like, Jared Butler is arguably the best player. When somebody else scores or somebody else makes a crazy play, he's more excited than when he makes a crazy play. He celebrates more for his teammates than he does himself. I think that and the the way they defend uh, are two biggest things. They defend at an elite level, uh, one through five. They can switch everything, and they really get after you. Davion, Mark Vidal, they make it really hard for the opposing team's offense. I think think those two things are are the reason why you're seeing them having so much success this year. The men's program only uh, dropped two games. Um, One of those, obviously, was – um, to Kansas at Kansas, um, like four days, I think, John, after they came back from their three-week COVID pause, um, and then in the uh, Big 12 tournament um, to OSU. And there's a quote here that we have from Jared Butler, as you were just mentioning. Um, you know, the he's the first-team All-American Big 12 player of the year by the media, um, and he said he just needed to go back to the basic rules on defense needed to go back to those basics he thinks the opportunity to not play big 12 teams right out the gate in the tournament um, will allow them to kind of really attack it on the defensive side and that's something you just mentioned Um, how important is it to kind of go back to those basics as they enter this tournament yeah I I think it's I think it's huge I mean I think those two losses uh, basically get you prepared for March. So I kind of like those two losses. I mean, I wish they probably had like one or two more, honestly, just so you can really understand like how it feels to lose. Um, because when you understand how it feels to lose, you don't want to have that feeling ever happen again. So it makes you play that much harder. Because sometimes when you get accustomed to winning, you kind of get content. And I mean, we, we kind of saw it, but not really. We Last year, we saw it a lot. We saw it towards the end of the stretch before COVID. We saw this team get a little content. But this year, I think it's a little different, just the whole mentality, the way they approach everything. Uh, so, I, I mean, I like those two losses, and I think it's huge when we get back to the basics because the Baylor defense, as you know, switched up so much from when I was there, from us playing at 11 to the man-to-man now. And it's it's always good to get back to the fundamentals so you can hone in on the craft because when it 
tournament tournament time comes, you, you can't have afford any mistakes. You you have any mistakes, you're gonna go home and the season's gonna be over with. So I think that's huge for them to you know go back and do that. You always hear that uh, in the postseason, uh, it's guard play that really determines how good a team is, how far they go into the tournament. I would put our guards up against any team in the country, which to me bodes really well for the Bears in the big dance. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. The only thing that concerns me is the interior. I mean, yeah, the guard play is what matters, but sometimes interior can control the game in a sense. And that second-round matchup, if they play North Carolina – I think that's what can make it interesting because there's no doubt in the, in my mind that our guards are way better than theirs. And our guards are going to destroy their guards. But they have four high-level bigs, probably two who will play in the NBA, maybe three. Um, that that might pose a challenge because as we saw in the Iowa State game, uh, without JT, JTT, um, we do, it was just flowing Mark. And moving Mark to the five can kind of sort of, you know, he's only 6'4", he's only my height. So he's going to do so much down low. I mean, he's tough. He fights, he tries, but he can only do so much. So if Flo Thamba gets in foul trouble, JT gets in foul trouble, then we'll stuck with Mark down there. It could pose a, a, a problem. Uh, so I think that'll be an interesting matchup. I think, I think after that matchup, though, I think they'll be good to go to the Final Four. <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about Baylor and Gonzaga this this year. Uh, you know, it was a highly anticipated game that got postponed um, because of COVID, and now we're in the tournament, two number one seeds. Um, you know, everyone's been talking about it. And when we think about your last go-around, that was your very last game was in Salt Lake City. We were both there. I had a different job. I was working TV. Um, but to be in that game, there's still some of the same players on both both teams. Um, so to kind of reflect back on your game against Gonzaga, uh, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, I mean, my game against Gonzaga, it was my last game ever. I think I went out with a bang. I think I was yeah. probably, probably like a top 10 game in my career, honestly. Um, I played, did everything I could. I left it all on the floor. Um, Brandon Clark for Gonzaga, who now plays for the Grizzlies, he just absolutely destroyed us. He had, we had no answer for him. He had like 36 and 18. Honestly, we're probably the reason why he got drafted in the first round. <laughs> Man, look good. Because <laughs> that, that performance was, uh, was a little different. But, I mean, I, I went out with a bang. I was talking to Corey, Corey Kispert, who's uh, on Gonzaga right now. I was talking to him, I think, yesterday. And we were talking about it and just reminiscing on it. And he was like, yeah. Y'all had no answer for, 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 for BC. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, but I do think if they didn't have Brandon Clark, we would have beat them because Rui Hachimura, who we were really concerned about, did absolutely nothing. He was not that good against us. Um, so I think if they didn't have Brandon Clark, we would have won, and we probably would have been that team to upset a lot of people and make it to make a little run. How proud are you of uh, this Baylor team, uh, you know, as a Baylor alum, former basketball letterman, to see, you know, Baylor's name mentioned all year, Gonzaga, Baylor, Baylor, Gonzaga, right at the top, and to have so much respect for the program this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm super excited just knowing what I went through to get there and knowing what guys before me, like Tweety Carter, uh, knowing what our program was when Coach Drew took over, just with everything that happened. I mean, it's crazy to see you literally start from the ground and build it all the way up. Um, so Coach Drew is an amazing coach to see the change that he's been able to make. I talked about it a little bit um, at that luncheon, that panel I was on. I mean, he, his ability to adapt to the new 
style of basketball, his ability to change. He ran 11 for 10 plus years. Then you realize you have a team that's not suited for 11 and your team likes to play man to man more than zone and hate zone. So your ability to adapt and change your whole style of defense, your whole style of offense, instead of throwing it down low, you're looking for your guards to make majority of the plays. I mean, kudos to him because a lot of coaches can't do that. A lot of coaches are stuck in their ways. But I'm super proud just being an alumni. And honestly, I mean, I kind of feel part of it because like Jared Butler, Matthew Meyer, I feel like those are my sons because my senior year, I mean, I, they were my my young guys and they looked up to me for everything. And I took them under my wing and showed them. It was just like a different type of leadership, like a big brother, little brother thing. And like we're still super close to this day. And we still talk often. They still ask me questions. Um, but it's just, it, it, I'm just proud. And then Davion and Maceo seeing with their progress, flow too. Forgot about flow. But but Maceo and Davion, they were on, they were red-shirted. Cause, so they were on the scout team. And they definitely made us better just by pushing us in practice every day. Um, so I'm, I'm super proud because I feel like I'm part of it. And I feel like I really contributing and helped, especially with like Jared Butler, Matt, uh, Flo, all those guys. Well, and just being a part of the foundation, um, it was really neat to see um, all of the social media posts that came in um, when they finally clinched the Big 12 uh, championship for the regular season. Uh, I even saw your tweet. I know I'm supposed to be unbiased, but Sikkim Bears. Uh, super excited to see all of the people, all the players from all the past years, you know, really just pouring out their celebrations on social media through text. We, we visited with Jared Butler a few podcasts ago and he said his phone was blowing up. Um, just talking with all of those former players. So for you to have seen, you know, to have been a part of laying that foundation and then to see that the program and coach drew to have the success that they've already had this year, um, still more to come hopefully, but so far this year and to be able to celebrate that, what does it mean to you to know that you were a part of that? Uh, I mean, nah, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think that that means personally that, hey, that's a tough question. I had an answer, then I forgot my answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, it, mean, it means a lot because, like, like you said, like I, I kind of, in a sense, laid the foundation. And for guys to still, like, propose you to text me after the, they win a championship and tell me, hey, um, you, you're the reason behind this. I mean, granted, he might have texted everybody that, but it kind of felt special. Like just the fact that you just won a big 12 championship and you're still reaching out to your former players. He literally cut me a piece of the net and like wrote me a letter and, and gave it to me. And like for that right there, I mean, like I said, Coach Drew, I love Coach Drew to death. And that was huge for me because of everything that I endured when I was here with my heart surgery to trying to help this program and really try to just get my all to the program. I mean, that was probably one of the best moments of my life right there. I wish I could have celebrated but I had a game yeah. that I had to do. Um, I could be there. But, I mean, it was probably one of the, the biggest moments of my life just because I, I know how hard it was. And it's got like a real sense of family. And whenever your family succeeds, I mean, you feel like you succeed too. So I think that right there was was huge for me. Well, everybody like you, you know, former former players here, anybody that's been around Coach Drew, you know, just is pulling for him and, and just love the success, you know, for him and the staff, for everybody. You know, you just you just pull for Coach Drew and want him to be successful because he does have such a, uh, you know, he has a giving attitude and he includes you in the celebration, sending you part of the net. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the one word that 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 you associate Coach Drew with is genuine. I mean, I, I think that's just how he is. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's not a fake, not a phony. A lot of people say he's a fake. They say he's soft. They say he's a phony. He's none of that. I mean, he just he is who he is, and he embraces who he is. Like, he embraces that he's different. Just him being so uh, peppy and just like super happy, <laughs> cheerful a lot of time. I mean. That's just who he is. When I first was being recruited by him, I thought the same thing. I was like, there's no way this guy is like this 24-7. But he's like that 24-7. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's just a joy to be around. Because honestly, you walk in, you might be having a bad day. Then you see Coach Drew smiling and like, hey. And you're just like, oh, okay, cool. He might make you smile. Might say something super corny. And then you start laughing at it because it's kind of funny. Uh, but I think that that right there, I mean, you got to root for that guy. Anybody who's really genuine and actually cares and, and loves his players, I mean, you got to root for that guy. Well, and his, his work, we'll call it a coaching family tree. I mean, whether you look just at the Drews who, you know, side note, um, your thoughts on this, you know, his parents, they made it easy on him this year with the bubble. They get to go to yeah. one spot because his brother uh, Bryce with Grand Canyons also going to be in the tournament. Um, and then, you know, some former uh, Baylor assistants also making the tournament. So his family tree of coaching, whether it's, you know, by blood or, you know, former staff, uh, they're, they're having a pretty good year and they get to go home to Indiana uh, for him where it all started. Man, shout out Coach Matt, Coach Mills, Bryce. I was sitting in a meeting with Bryce last year because he was with he was with ESPN. He was with us. Mm -hmm. um, we talked a lot, but shout out to Bryce, uh, Coach Drew, everybody. Like it's crazy to see like this one year, like every single coach that has left except Coach Driscoll, but every single coach that's left yeah. Baylor is in the tournament, and uh, every single coach that coached me was in the tournament. Uh, that's super cool to see. I mean, North Texas. Like those games were on, so North Texas was playing Western Kentucky. I was literally in a restaurant, like rooting for him, like please win. Like I, I wanted to win so bad. Same thing with Oral Roberts. When Oral Roberts played, uh, I think it was North Dakota State in the championship game. I was watching that game, and I was rooting, like 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 I was watching Baylor because those are my guys. They recruited me. Um, I still talk to them to this day. Uh, so shout out to. All of them, and I can't wait to see them play in the tournament. I really hope, and I honestly think that North Texas might beat. I forgot who they're playing. If they play somebody, and I think that that's a winnable game for them. So they might upset them. Hmm, there you go. Some inside information Yeah, he called there. it first, yeah, right there. <laughs> All right, so ESPN uh, has the women's tournament. Uh, we're going to talk uh, women's basketball and Lady Bears after a short time out. All right, so stay with us. You're tuned into the Sikkim podcast. King McClure, former Baylor standout basketball player, is our guest. And we'll be right back after this. There's only one Motor Trend Truck of the Year. It's Ram from Alan Samuels. Now, kick off the new year with remarkable savings on new Rams during the Alan Samuels Start Something New Sales event. This special New Year's event is underway right now, and you can save thousands on new Rams. Ram for your family, farm, or business at Waco's most trusted dealer, Alan Samuels. Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I try to stay, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Sausage wraps on there, the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. 
Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. Next in line. This is the Sikkim Podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics, and we are visiting with the one and only King McClure, the youngest college basketball analyst uh, ever to be hired by ESPN. We are lucky that he made time out of his very busy schedule to visit with us. Uh, We've talked a lot about you and your time here at Baylor, your time with ESPN, and the very successful boys program that we have going on here. They are up in Indianapolis, but the women are also down at number two seed overall down in San Antonio for their own bubble for the NCAA tournament. What are your thoughts on that there? Number two seed to have the school you came from go one and two into this, their tournaments this year. That is a feat of its own. I mean, first and foremost, I feel like the the women are always the number one seed. So I think that's kind of shocking. Like for us (laughs) to be number one and to be number two, it's kind of backwards almost in a sense. Like we're supposed to be behind them. But no, shout out, shout out to the girls team. Uh Coach Moki does an amazing job with those girls. And even this year, I feel like she didn't really have like she had an Alyssa Smith, but she didn't really have like a Kalani Brown or a Lauren Cox, like a super, super dominant force down low that just made the game look super easy. So she did what she had to do with the team that she had, was able to win a championship. Uh Moon Erson had a crazy year this year. And my girl, Didi. Shout out to Didi. Uh, that's the homie right there. So shout out to those girls. I mean, it, I'm really a proud alumni right now. Baylor, honestly, when I look at their sports in general, like Baylor sports is doing the thing right now. So Baylor's hot. I love it. A lot to be proud of there. Uh, men's and women's basketball both won the Big 12 Conference regular season crown. It's only the third time that's happened in Big 12 history. It's only the second time that it's been done with teams winning the outright championships in Big 12 history. That's a huge accomplishment, isn't it? That's huge. I mean, it doesn't happen much. There's a reason why it doesn't happen much, because it's hard to do. I mean, for both your programs to to really be able to reach that level of success is not easy to do. Uh, So shout out to, honestly, maybe Mac Rhodes for for getting these great coaches in here. And keeping them. <laughs> All right, here's the question. ESPN has a lot of, lot of women's basketball games. Have they tapped you on your shoulder and said, hey, uh, we need you to maybe work some women's basketball games in the tournament? You know, not yet, but that's a great <laughs> point because, look, I did the SWAC Women's Championship. Yeah. And it's been one of the most fun games I've ever done. Nice. So I didn't even think about that. But now that you say that, I honestly, I see, I told you, I, I grind, I work. I'm about to send emails. There you go. <laughs> I was about to say, you're pitching yourself. So just go ahead and add those to the list. Yeah. I'm really about to do that because I, I would love to hop on a women's tournament game for sure. Yeah. And, and you're a Baylor alum, so that's going to be in your favor, you know, as you uh, look at the women's tournament. Yeah. So let us know how that comes out. We'll watch for you on the air. <laughs> Hopefully I get it. <laughs> Well, that's going to be fun. The bubble, the bubble situation this year for the men and for the women, it's been, you know, so hard to go through uh, for you broadcasting. I know you've done some remote games. You've been to some in person, but how, how has that been for you to work through? Uh, at first it was a, it was a struggle. It was a challenge. I mean, just not being at the venue, uh, not being able to hear like those little small inside things you normally can hear. 
uh, not being able to talk to the referees for them to even explain a call to you. Um, it was a challenge because I'm sitting right here in this chair looking at a monitor, watching the game pretty much like everybody else watching the game. I just have a microphone connected to me so I can talk about it. Um, it was kind of hard at first. Now I got, I've gotten kind of used to it. I'm kind of like kind of good at it now. I, I, I kind of like it. I mean, I can wear shorts and yeah. literally like a jacket and a turtleneck. But yeah. then I'll rock shorts on the knee. That's what we call that. Yeah. And I got house shoes on. And like I feel like I'm just comfortable. Like it's only uh chest up. So that that part is kind of cool. Um the pregame meal is kind of cool too. My mama can just go down there and cook for me. Um, so I think that, that that right there is uh super, super cool. But other than that, I kind of I really miss, I ain't gonna kind of I'm not kind of, but I really do miss being at the be at the facilities. Uh, interacting with people, interacting with fans, uh, players. So hopefully we can get back to normal next year and we can do it. Well, from your perspective, the few games you were able to do, you know, in person, um, I know when you come here at the very top of the arena, very far away from the floor, very far away from fans, um, you know, and when we talked about y'all's March Madness run a couple of years ago, um, super packed arenas for those games. And so you know exactly how it feels to, you know, play in front of large crowds, to be the announcer now and to witness how very few fans were actually allowed to be in these arenas. Um, you know, speaking from your perspective as a former player, how how much of a change would that be for the players this year that they've had to adjust to that? Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's a major change. And I think you see more of a change in schools, not necessarily the top schools, but I think more so like Iowa State, for instance. If Iowa State was allowed to have fans, a full crowd, I don't think they'd be on 18 in conference. I think they probably would have pulled off at least three to four wins. I mean, people understand the crowd really does play effect into, you know, how an outcome of a game is. Because if you're making a run, and you're down by, let's say, like 10, 15, you're making a run, that crowd is behind you, you automatically get an extra sense of energy, like out of nowhere. You might be super tired, but it just comes out of nowhere, and you're good to go for another 30 minutes. So I think that the crowd plays a huge role. I mean, in bigger, well, not really bigger, but better teams like Baylor, uh, I don't think that really plays a difference, um, to be honest. Maybe on the road it might make it a little harder just because they're number one in the country and everybody wants to see them lose. So on the road, probably it'll make it harder. Uh, But – I think, I think it makes a huge difference. Well, like we said at the start, it's an exciting time of year and the uh, men's tournament, women's tournament, both uh, underway and uh, Baylor right in the middle of it. That's a lot of fun. King, we appreciate your time and wish you uh, continued success. The uh, men again open on Friday in Indianapolis against Hartford at 2.30 Central Time. The women open against Jackson State Sunday at 3 p.m. in San Antonio, and that game will be in the Alamo Dome on Sunday. And then hopefully we're playing, uh, you know, for next for the next three weeks. We've got men's and women's basketball going on. King, we appreciate your time and uh, proud for you and proud of you and what you're doing, and thanks for visiting with us. Thank you for having me, for sure. That's been a treat. That's been the Sikkim podcast for King McClure, the voice of the Bears, John Morris. I'm Brooke Bednars, and be sure to tune in to next week for more of the Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast. 
presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.